Hi, and welcome back to the Humans Inside the Pause. I have been waiting for this conversation with Stefan. Not because he's such a busy guy we had to reschedule a few times, but mostly because of his essential role in the house from the very start, as the person who got to fill the collective with the first 49 caniners, setting the tone for the years to come. Stefan is a motivational speaker and professional dreamer. I knew our talk would have many topics and awesome quotes, and I was right. I'm so happy to share it with you today. We jump from bullying to serendipity. We talk about purpose, passion, inspiration, and philosophy of life. Stefan opens up with great vulnerability and honesty, sharing how he got to call it for a living as Caniner's gatekeeper for three years. How it impacted his professional life as well as his, as his personal experience as a resident. He explains his seemingly effortless process and how he managed to sell a vision in a place that was still very much a work in progress. He explained how he focused on people's kindness and sense of curiosity and trust. We also mentioned the importance of boundaries and resident engagement. Finally, he shares about how intense the last year has been for him, his American experience and his current situation, exploring life on his own. Once again, we suffered a bit of technical difficulties and I apologize for the occasional unsynced words, but I truly hope you can still feel our enthusiasm reminiscing together. Hi, Stefan. Hello, Morgan Olegon. <laughs> You're the only one who always says my full name. <laughs> I love your full name. I always say it loud in the corridors at K9. <laughs> Those were the times. Uh, but I'm so happy to have you. I mean, we've had some technical difficulties, so I'm so glad that uh, it worked in the end. Uh, I'm Super so much looking to forward to it. Uh, as I was saying just before we started recording, uh, you've been mentioned. Your name was dropped in every single uh, podcast that I've re recorded so far. So oh, good or bad? Good or bad? No, always good. I mean, you're the person who brought those people together. So so no, far, no, no. always good. No, thank you, thank you. Glad to hear. Glad to hear. Uh, so let's just uh, dive in and start with. Uh, gonna let you tell us a bit about yourself and who you are and where you are and, and we can go from there. Mm. My name is Stefan Taylor, said in a French way. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm Stefan Taylor and who I am and where I'm from. I, I, I would like to go into a memory actually from when I was in fourth grade in school. Uh, that was just the thing, first thing that popped up, which is like maybe not the most positive story and vibe out of it, but but something I dig up quite recently with working with youth and so. But I actually, a um, um, member was when I was in fourth grade, you always stand in these lines, you know, you have someone in front of you and someone behind you. And this was this guy who always picked on me, you know, like every single it felt like every day when I think about it, but uh, whatever, like, uh, yeah. and so, but at one day I came to some, uh, some point where like I, 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 I had it and I don't know how you are old you are when you're in fourth grade, maybe 10 years old or something. So yeah. and nine years old ish. So I, one day I came home to my, to my mama and I said, uh, mama, I want to change school. And she was like, oh boy. Um, that will probably work out fine. And she didn't take me seriously, like, uh, but the day after I came home again and I said, Mama, I wonder how it will feel at the new school. And my mama, who was like a super mama, who is a super mama, she was like, oh my God, I need to do something. My kid isn't feeling well here at this school. She, she did what a super mama uh, does uh, when they are super mamas. She called uh, another school. Uh, it was no spot even to get me in there. It was like the process yeah. of entering K9. It's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone applies, but no one enters. Only yeah. a few. No, but uh, jokes aside, I want to welcome to apply to K9. But uh, yeah, but 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 I managed to come to a new school and it was like a great new start for a new time of era of coming into a positive setting and 
I had a great times during those years. And then it came high school, which was a little bit rough and tough as well, some parts. Uh, but then I came into the entrepreneurial spirit. So so a long story short is that I, I'm today super grateful to, to work and engage with uh, bringing people together. Like I call myself a professional dreamer. Uh, that's the meaning of that is behind that. I meet so many people who is in contact with hopelessness or people who get bullied or people who are out of a group. And I have a strong passion to to bring people together and uh, normally i do it by either bringing this summer uh, 350 high school students in my summer program i've been running for 10 years uh, or i do public speaking during the autumn and uh, and spring and uh, also moderating bringing sending joy and happiness hopefully mm-hmm. and bringing people together and then during christmas i'm uh, unemployed and no one wants me because it's winter time and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and i'm out of the game so, so so that's that's my kind of introduction spontaneously in the way you asked me the question so so i i i i i, I have some um, some some holes in my heart or how you say out of uh, some loneliness in some parts so um, that's why i'm extra happy that uh, that canine fell into my life and into my love and how you say that we entered a relationship to to live together uh that's like that's a strongly connected to uh, my values of bringing yeah. people together so so yeah Definitely. yeah that's me that's me Amazing. take it away Stop on table. i'll take it i'll take it <laughs> great intro <laughs> Uh, it's beautiful. Thank you, Stefan. Um, and you, so right you. now you are in Stockholm because every time we talk, you're in a different location. So now you are in Sweden, right? Yes, now I'm in, in Sweden, okay. Vasastan at an office here. And um, yeah, no, but I, I do some traveling with my, with my, with my work. And uh, sometimes it feels like a train is my second home. Like yeah. going on around on a train but uh yeah sweden sweden is my home right now even though it's great america a little bit as well yeah <laughs> uh i don't usually plan questions but mm-hmm. because it's you <laughs> i don't know i i had so many uh questions that i still wrote some down we don't have to go over everything but you played such a crucial role in the house for a very long time being the person Mm. in charge of recruitment i think there are some questions that need to be asked (laughs) Uh, but maybe let's just uh let's just start with uh you mentioned that canine fell into your life or fell into your lap how 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 did you get there how did that happen what was the process there Mm. the process was yeah i'm bringing all the sad stories to the table now to start with but in ending positive but 2015 like was a was a very tough summer for me because me and a former partner business partner we 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 split up and it was like really really painful i shared it to some people at canine and if people who has been living at the cool living house canine in stockholm is listening now and if you haven't shared the story is that this was so much pain still 2016 and 2017 i've shared it for some few people but it was it was it was super rough. Uh, so 2015, after the summer, I packed my bag and moved to Stockholm in the beginning of 2016. Uh, and then some months uh, uh, went on. Uh, I did my public speaking still, but I was still like how you say uh, it hurt out of a, a business yeah. relationship. Even though that maybe sounds so formal, and how can people be sad because of that? But that was that was friendship that went into. No, but especially uh, for you as well, what you do is your life right it's your passion it's not really so when you're hurt in the business you're hurt in your personal life as well that's how i see yeah. you yeah sure my my ancestors was hurt all the spirits in life was hurt <laughs> no but that was uh, that was really painful it was like my best friend and we yeah we don't have any contact today either which is yes it is what it is and i normally don't speak so much about it but i think it will be a I'll, I'll share whatever I will share today because it's. I think it's so important to live together and live together. And so, so, so what happened was that during a summer event at something called Almedalen in Sweden, uh, I met uh, the founders of um, K9, uh, two of the original founders, and they um, they they approached me after I've been at a talk show when we were at the same uh, like entrepreneurial entrepreneurial event, and uh, they were like, "Well, we started to talk, had a good chat." Uh, with one of the founders named Lisa. And then uh, one month later, Lisa called me and said, uh, hey, I really like your vibe at Almedalen. What, what about you moving into 
uh, a cool living house with 50 people. We have no tenants right now, but I think you would be an awesome person. And and maybe you can uh, maybe you can help us out with like bringing uh, people uh, into the house who will be because it seems like you're good with the uh, human beings. And I said, living with 50 people. I said, hell to the yes, I'm moving in. <laughs> <laughs> And who will these 50 people feel? I said, hell, to the I don't know. <laughs> but let us figure that out. <laughs> and uh, I often believe, like, if there's a will, there is a way. And the will was mm-hmm. very strong. Uh, if you can, like, uh, build the passion out of, like, me living for bringing people together, me coming out of a place where I also was heartbroken. I didn't have my, have my like, home in, in, in that sense. Uh, so I or the tribe. So that was like a gift from I don't know where. I'm not religious in that sense, but sometimes I wonder if things fall down from universe or some from unicorns or from somewhere in the world because that was like too much uh, good vibes that I met uh, mm. met Lisa on that that occasion. So uh, yeah, I went in. I went to K9 at Östermalm, this posh street, this posh address, and I went into K9 building and it was wooden uh, wooden things you fix the floor with. How you say wooden bricks and. Uh, uh, Oh yeah, it was still building, right? They were refurbishing everything. Exactly, that's the word. Thank you. I have to say to listeners, I'm half English. I have a British passport, but I can't speak English. <laughs> I'm still learning, <laughs> but but I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. Uh, yeah, I couldn't believe what I was uh, seeing when I went to Canaan because it was like a total, total, total construction area. So it was so much fun. The first. Uh, interviews I was doing so to uh, present for the listeners who don't know I was doing the all the I was the gatekeeper for three years who will enter canine co-living and as I always say to other people I was not alone because I had the a magical uh, opportunity to share these meetings with people like Morgan Oleron and Nivi Selvan and so many more shout outs to people who joined uh, so many meetings in, uh, in, 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 in listening and understanding who will move into the house. But in the very first beginning, uh, I did have uh, the interviews with the people in a, in a construction building and I was like selling in this vision saying that it will be 50 people living here. We will have kitchens. We will have a meditation room. It will soon be done. We will have um, office space here. It will happen. And, and people were like, but where, where are the people? They are not here right now, but you are one of them. And like... The magical thing was that the people who moved in in the beginning uh, are as much co-creators as I was and the founders was because they, you, Morgan, Peter, Uida, who is still living in the house and uh, other people, Fredrik Olofsson, who lived there for a long time and many more people, uh, they were the foundation of building this uh, this house. So um, uh, I would say that there was uh, five, uh, five uh, 50, I mean, <laughs> in English. <laughs> 50 brave souls who was like yeah we're doing this we're breaking the norms we're creating a new reality uh, and a new tomorrow we are the canine co-livers i'm applauding the speech now (laughs) Mm. so you were saying that you were the gatekeeper and uh i love that term i think it's so true but I, I really wonder, like, so you arrive in this house that is kind of half built, half being built. No one's there, but there are these people with this vision. Um, how did you start? Like, how did you know where to start? How did I know where to start? I didn't know where to start. There was nothing. It was me, myself and I, a construction house, and then the founders and uh, and, and where we were going to take this. But... Um, I, um, yeah, but I believe in the good in people. And uh, it was, I believe that if you find good people who share the same vision, who share the same values as the founders behind and as the concept with co-living and as what I was standing for, then that combined could be something really beautiful. So it was used to start to find um, more people out there. Like let your weird light shine so other weirdos can find you. Like, kind of that moment let us put a good strong light at Östermalm and let's see who joins yeah it needs to be a strong light but did you did you reach out to people you already knew or like was it more like no but we we put it out on uh we put it out on um 
like it wasn't a news news article mm. it was like a bit on social media i think it was some kind of and maybe on the internet as well in the beginning because like we needed 50 people or else it's been yeah. self-marketing itself since since its opening but uh yeah that was the way it uh, it was it was spreading and how did you know that you had found the people like did you have a structure in your interview like were there right answers wrong answers or it was more like no this is it i want this person like did you have the final say Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. Te- yeah, technically, I had a final mm. say because I had a, I had a fully trust of 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 mm. to find find the people. So it was, um, it was yeah, it was final say. I would say, and then of course, if if someone else would have come with an opinion of something, I would of course listen to other people who mm-hmm. had like took the first step to actually build this. I have the respect of uh, of of people who took the first steps. But uh, yeah, the game is based to to have final final say and. And in the beginning, it was quite uh, inefficient because the meetings were happening one on one, and I was like, "Damn, this is time consuming." <laughs> I started to realize after a while, but I had meetings one on one, and one meeting could be like for one hour, and I could yeah. I could know like after three minutes, like, okay, this will maybe not be a good fit. But the person was asking like all these kind of questions, and I was like, "Damn, I need to redo this process." That's kind of not time efficient, and 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 etc. Doing it like this way, and yeah. then I started doing it in a group interviews uh, instead. Uh, but uh, there was this, uh, this 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 manual of uh, understanding are people curious for other people and about themselves. So there was a lot of measurement of soft values now when it comes to curiosity, openness, mm. diversity, inclusion, friendliness. Can you set check 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 on these five boxes? Then. Then you come very far in uh, in in creating a co-living house which is uh, open-minded. Uh, I I believe that if you're going to live in a house with a lot of sexualities, religions, diversities, then you gotta be an open person, Mister or Madam, or else you're gonna have problem at canine co-living. <laughs> That's very true. But uh, so you 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 definitely evolved your way of doing the interviews because I remember when I did mine, it was a group interview, which was also very yes. Uh, new or uh, and a bit a bit scary i gotta say <laughs> for, for sure for sure for sure scary how did it feel first time have you shared that in a pod like when you entered the first it group meeting where we, when we met uh, i remember that we met so i applied online and then it was a form and then you would uh, answer like send an email to book a, a time uh, to book a call because you were away and so I booked a call with you and I remember I was super stressed because I thought this is an interview like it has to be super like I don't know like interviews you know proper and formal and and then you were on mm-hmm. a train and you didn't have time to talk <laughs> remember and it was so like gosh this yeah. sounds really bad <laughs> oh, it was, you were so chill like you were so chill you're like yeah it sounds great uh just come by the house we'll we'll meet we'll chat and i was like okay okay mm-hmm. <laughs> i was very intimidated and um and then i went for a group interview and i don't remember a lot but i i do remember being very surprised that you would not ask like like the random stuff when you go for you want to rent an apartment they want to know how much you earn what you do for a living, what type of contract you have, you know, like they want to make sure you're going to pay rent. And you didn't ask questions like that at Boring. all. <laughs> and I was mm-hmm. worried. The, the time was passing, you know, the interview was like, the, everybody was talking and I was like, no one's asking mm-hmm. me. And at the time, I had just quit my job. So I was like, no one's asking me. Should I, should I just say mm-hmm. that I, I don't have a job or are they going to find out? Like, what's the deal? <laughs> like, am I going to be kicked out? Like, Mm-mm-mm. so that was my biggest worry but we never talked about that and i i loved that in a way i was like wow i kind of want to live there if that's how they you know they care about mm. who people are and not so much about like like, like what they do or how they yeah. earn their money basically yeah i believe the most important part is building it on trust right i had like uh when i talked to the when we were building it like that, we could have like, uh, how do you say when it's not uh, if uh, vacancies, mm. like that we have mar- mar- marginal to have not fully vacancies. 
so it was like not that we were uh, falling if one person was not able to move in, etc. Thank God it was like full vacancies for all the years besides when like one floor had to uh, been put down and another floor was opening up. That was the only time when there's not been full vacancies at K9 during these years or else it's always been full, uh, full, uh, full vacancy. You mean um, fully? No. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> not full vacancy. Yeah, full, full house. <laughs> full house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zero <laughs> vacancy. Zero vacancy. <laughs> trust my English. <laughs> so no, but I so so I so I believe I believe in building it in trust. And of course, I think it's good uh, when people have been uh, expressing they want to rent a double room by themselves, which is more expensive. Mm. If people want to have a single room by themselves, and I feel that their work they are doing is like maybe. A questionable like how much they are earning uh, uh, relate correlation to the cost for the like i do this calculation as well like 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 by doing uh, how we say entrepreneurship and running my own company for for many years i i learned a lot about business as well and i remember also like sometimes some people uh maybe at canaan is like does stefan have like the structure and so and i think it's important to to remember that more people some people live in a structure and forget the emotions and the people like people do business to business but we're doing it's people to people like it's people to people, not business to business. Like it's people to people. Can we build, build trust? Mm. Can we build confidence, etc.? Then of course it's so important the business part as well. Like to understand that can, can people pay their rent. But I think it's more ways to do that and to ask in a group interview uh, how much does everyone earn or uh, send me your um, send me your account info, etc. Uh, uh, but if it was uh, suspicious that uh, this person's story, etc., and LinkedIn profile and Facebook pictures and Instagram selfies is not the correlation to uh, to the person's uh, room they want, then of course had 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 to look into that. Yeah, but no, of else, I'm sure I'm yeah. sure you were doing your your homework afterwards. But I I, I really appreciated. Uh, I think I also had this uh, inferiority complex of like. Everybody around the—I was going to say the table, but there was no table in the in the room. But mm-hmm. everybody in the in the meditation room was kind of sharing like like entrepreneur stories or like you know, starting my own business, blah blah blah. And I was in a very dark time, like dark place in my life, and and I didn't have all of that to show for. And I felt like it was nice to not be put on the spot. Like mm-hmm. I appreciated that. Thank thank you for saying that. A short comment on that is that my mission has always been that everyone who enters a group interview, even though we've even called it a meeting to reduce the tension and the pressure before, because people are going to be judged. People are being judged who they are and how suitable they are to move into house. That That's harsh. Like, yeah. but that is something I would never, ever say to a person uh, in front of their eyes because uh, that can that can break people in parts. Mm. And and I I always had this uh, mission of saying to myself that when a person enters a group interview, I want them to feel better about themselves after leaving, even though they have zero percent chance of entering this house. Wow, that's putting With the bar percent- really high. <laughs> yeah. Maybe it is, maybe it is. Maybe I don't always succeed. Maybe I don't. Maybe it was maybe harsh to me of maybe to say zero percent chance, but used to tell us well there's some people maybe apply to so it's like it's not a suitable person for canine co-living uh, in, in the values we stand for, uh, etc. I believe the absolutely vast majority has has a great potential chance, then it's a great uh, great competition etc of, of many people wanting to to move in so maybe they will it will take a long time before people will enter but a lot of people like almost the majority is suitable to move into canine co-living i would say but mm. then the competition makes it harder but sometimes it will maybe be a person that was not suitable at all but mm. even though this person i would uh, maybe put a little bit extra love on because i believe that person maybe needs some extra love in the life when he or she leaves that door and uh, feels that he or she will maybe not enter after hearing the competition mm-hmm. like the last thing we can do is to leave someone with love like if we are canine co-living we want to change the world we want to spread love we want to break walls when it comes to uh, inclusion diversity like uh, then we cannot only focus on ourselves like we need to focus beyond ourselves so i almost put more focus on the people who got denied than the people who <laughs> entered sometimes <laughs> <laughs> that's 
that's so you. I'm so not surprised of you saying that. And I can I can see it in the way you were doing it. I mean, I've, I've joined many interviews with you uh, because something to say is that you were doing it on your own at first, of course. And then, yeah, like you mentioned, you invited everyone who wanted to to, to join those interviews from the house to, to also get a feel of who was uh, applying. And it was always such a wonderful learning experience uh, to sit there and, and share those moments. Mm. And uh, and I also really, really love that you chose to do it in the meditation room. I mean, it could have been very formal on like tables, like around the table, you know, sitting at one end. But you, yeah, it's important to talk about the environment as well, right? The build environment, like when people come in and they see this room, which is such a beautiful, cozy space and they can sit on the floor and everyone is sitting in the same level and there's not like one higher than the other, I. I think it really, really gives a, a different vibe to the interview will be, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for uh, putting that into a light yeah. because I, I believe so as well that we don't have to be, we don't have to be formal. Like, like one of the, one of Sweden's yeah. biggest rappers, Petter, he said that you can still be playful and still be serious. And I love that quote. And he's a badass, badass rapper, you know, rapping about everything. And he's like <laughs> a big inspiration for me. So I'm carrying those words uh, with me when I do things like this, when it's like, it's not as people expect it or people is like, but that's also, that's also a way of deciding and finding out who is suitable for this or not. The people who judge that we are in a meditation room, the people who judge that we are maybe sitting down, the people who judge that, uh, it's not the uh, formal interviews. Then I, I snap, I, uh, I catch that up, those, 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 uh, those words or intentions mm. or, or, or fears or whatever. And that's a lot of information to bring to the table when it comes to people are suitable to live together with other people in the, in the same room. There, I have this public speaking friend. Uh, he's from Netherlands. And when he enters, he speaks. He runs into the audience and he has this golden, <laughs> golden uh, stuff he throws around in the room and he said hello everybody and he like he, he splashes it around and some people is like become so happy they get some golden splash on the body it's not water it's like this uh, this this the glitter glitter stuff and some people is like yeah. what is this kind of shit like i got this golden fluffy stuffy on my costume uh, on my suit and and, and and when I asked him, like, uh, man, it was some people who got like, they didn't like it. What, what is your response to that? And he answered me on the dinner afterwards. He said, that's a great way for me to decide who I want to work with and not. The ones who love it is the wow. people I want to hang out with. The ones who hate it is the ones I don't want to do business with. And I think it's the same with in, in the process. We were finding people at, at the K9 as well. Like, you need to be... You need to be re be ready for some different uh, occasions. You need to be ready to jump on a plane to Saint Helena to join the first gay wedding ever at that island, as both and you, me did, Morgan. You need to be like ready for the new times of era, the new modern society, the new way of living. Yes, preach. <laughs> oh, I love how you just put that in there. <laughs> I'm actually uh, recording with Lamarck uh, next week, the person who was getting married. So that's going to be a great yeah. transition. And they call me their adopted uh, <laughs> son. So they are my papa and papa. So uh, you can get parents at Canaan. Aw, so lucky. Yeah, it's true. You can get adopted. And so how did you, how would you say that having this role, so being in charge of such an important part of living at Canaan, how did that impact your experience? <laughs> I love your question because it did impact me a lot. And I, I believe that I had to carry a cape sometimes, as I always did. I always present everyone as I'm like equal to each other, etc. cetera, uh, uh, and put down my own role, always lift each other. That is how I wanted to present myself, etc. But uh, regardless of that, you have a different role when you're in a house and engaged in that way you are. Like It was many times I was thinking of, shall I skip this and uh, focus on my own business and uh, just live here as a, as a resident? Uh, but uh, the passion for continuously doing it was like so strong. So it was like, I, I, I can't see myself not doing this and 
getting all the getting all like getting all that knowledge experience uh, bring bring energy to the table like bring bring my gift to the table i don't know it just felt so but i always said to myself the day i lose the vibe for it this is the day i will i don't do it anymore or if the day comes there are people in the house would uh, think that another person is more suitable but i did have to carry a lot uh, a stronger mm. cape i don't live at the co-living house uh, right now um uh, to give a background to people listening now as well, I, I, I lived there for three amazing years, and then I moved to uh, Los Angeles in Venice Beach, and I moved into a co-living house there with hundred people. So I went from fifty people to hundred people, and it was hundred people. Yeah, Haven co-living. Oh Shout God. out to my buddies over there if someone's listening. So. Um, <laughs> So the beauty of moving into Haven co-living after living at uh, Canine co-living was that I could live as a resident. <laughs> I could just be and no one knew about me uh, doing this at Canine co-living for three years. I actually didn't tell so many people about this. <laughs> used to not get like uh, a co-living expert uh, hat or something on me. Like I kept kind low, yeah. low um, mm, pr- profile within that Good area. Profile. I more came as the dreamer Stefan Taylor into the into the co-living house and that mm-hmm. that was a such different experience it was beautiful in two different ways but it was uh it was a different experience it was for me experience it as a as a mm. total consumer even though uh, I was living and experiencing it at Kena as well but uh, I had to do the process of like never ask me about questions in the house because like I do this as of a passion project but I don't want it to be my entire life. So I, I, I took these rules, like don't don't ask about the uh, questions regarding those matters uh, when I'm in the house. And that can maybe sound harsh, but uh, I believe that the kindest and thing you can do is to put boundaries. And uh, that is what I did. Uh, and that is what everyone needs to do when they live in co-living, mm-hmm. like what's, what's, what works for them and not. Yeah. I think, I think the spe- specificity of K9 is that unlike many other co-living and probably heaven co-living where you were at i mean i don't know but is that canine doesn't have a staff Mm. right there's no there's not like one community manager that does the event there's not like one whatever but you you were a resident who still had a very specific professional Mm. role and so you were kind of the only one and, and it gave you a specific status. And like you say, boundaries were probably more important for you than for everyone else because most people's, I mean, we want everyone to see you as a resident, right? But you're also the person who opened mm, the gate for mm. them as well, right? So how, how was it to, to mm. be recruited? To, uh, I didn't like one? it. Like, I didn't like to be on other table. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I had a great. I have been practicing on, uh, I don't know, thousand people or something, like what to say, what to do. But so you knew yeah, exactly how to get in. Right? Co-living. It opened in March 2019, and I applied in December 2019, and it had been 6,000 people applying during these. Uh, yeah, it's been massive in LA for people living in co-living. But I, I was for, I was fortunate because I was yeah. in LA in October. And I was at a house party and uh, then um, there was this guy, he said like, Stuff, you have to have a speech on the house party. And I went up on a, on, on, on like a, on a staircase. I was fully sober to add on. And I was like, hello, everybody. I haven't told my mom and dad or my best friends in Sweden, but I'm moving to America. I screamed and everyone started to like applaud and I took off my shirt and <laughs> some stuff you can see. You can see it on YouTube if you want to shout out. <laughs> but uh, nobody, I did a video out of this and, uh, and there was one guy at this, party came up to me and said hi man uh, i love your stuff and i've seen you on uh, youtube as well and I, I i i like if you want to live at uh, a cool living i live in i can uh, i can maybe get you in and i was like how to yes i would love to live there P- please put a good word on me and get me in is that he could tell the founders or the people working at haven cool living that i was a i was a good guy so uh said and done i sent my um application in uh, and it was a, it was a, yeah, it was an opportunity. I met these beautiful people, Atlas and James, and yeah. And how was it? How was it not to have a role in there, but to, like you said, just be a, 
uh, just oh, be, it was so be great. a resident. <laughs> luxury, I yeah. said luxury. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was it was. See, that's one of my fears. Mm. I gotta say because I, I I'm so used to mm. being involved in any way that I wanted that I'm a bit worried now that if I move into a a more regular co-living where it's like a staff that does those things for you i'm a bit worried that i yeah. won't enjoy it as much no but i believe there are there are some studies done that people uh, people don't get motivated like a lot of people in canine it's built like compassion like no one no one gets paid at canine for engaging and bringing events etc etc the only thing is for the one who is the gatekeeper or now it's two people at canine they get a, a small amount, mm. I would say, compares to like the effort, even though that's uh, that's uh, yeah. that's people have different opinions. But I see that like that's I see that like uh, people are putting in so much energy and effort on a voluntary basis is is showing that uh, study shows that if it's a if it's some complex thing to do, you don't get motivated by by money. But if it's some repetitive, easy way to uh, do something, people get motivated by money. I can't exactly put the numbers or the reference to the to the study, uh, but I know it's inspired from self leaders uh, mm-hmm. referring to this, uh, an organization working with motivation development, etc. And and uh, and and with that said, is that I believe uh, the co living so build a lot of engagement with the co living's members instead of having a hierarchy top down bottom uh, is the ones who are winning on it uh, i could sense a beautiful community at haven mm. co-living so it was just wonderful uh, and to add on to that is that i believe uh, there's a lot of knowledge to get from canine co-living and bring to haven and other communities in the sense of engaging the community and not having people paid to to to, to do it uh, with that said haven was a beautiful uh, living community space as well mm. which i'm like mm. forever grateful that i had to live that and hopefully we'll come back soon. I have I have some stuff left, and I'm I had to I had to go back because of Corona. <laughs> but uh, so I hope I don't say anything bad now. I'm not welcome back. <laughs> but I I I I believe I believe Haven has no, uh, no, even no. more development to do, uh, even because it's uh, as, at such early stage still, uh, compared to. Okay, mm, mm, mm. No, but I've actually heard a lot of good stuff about Haven College. Yeah, it's, so uh, it's the best. I think. I think they're doing great stuff and they're really focused on health and well-being and stuff like that, right? Yeah, yeah, focus on uh, well-being and uh, oh my God, I'm getting goosebumps now, literally now when I think about Haven Co-Living. Like it was, uh, <laughs> I, I like entered to have a great uh, onboarding barbecue on the rooftop and it was sun and they bring br- they brought vegan food and it was like, it was such good vibes and people were sharing their dreams about acting and uh, video, video for video making and all these things it was a it was a lot of more people engaged in this uh, um, in this uh, how we say working areas due to it was LA I believe as mm-hmm. well so it was nice to meet these yeah I don't know people who were such dedicated to where they wanted to go that of course always have a downside including myself like you don't pressure yourself too much but if you only look at the positive parts of that I was so inspired to meet this striving open community mm. that was determined to to follow the dreams I, i'm so glad that you're saying that because it's to what i wanted to ask next is like inspiration i think is such a key word when you live with so many people i mean at least it was for me and do you think that you you took a lot of inspiration from the people you met and the lifestyle you had to put into your personal dreams and your work. Uh, For sure. um, Yeah. For sure. No, but I love your question. If you look at the word inspiration, uh, you can break it down to in spirit, to be in your spirit. That's why I like inspiration more than I like motivation because motivation is more a carrot or something that you're striving to achieve because of you're motivated to do something. Inspiration is built out of the spirit. If you look at enthusiasm, that comes from the Greek word entheos, which means the God within. So when you're enthusiastic, the God within is speaking. With that said, 
is that living at a co-living house, uh, referring to both Haven and canine co-living, is that it awakens your spirit in so many different ways. When I go to my own spirit in the sense of energy level and enthusiasm and passion and striving, that just went up after I entered, uh, entered living, co-living. Uh, meeting people in the kitchen, meeting people in, 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 in the working space, meeting people before you're going to to bed like to have these night chats with people like it was it, it filled my life with inspiration and, and helped build my business it helped build my personal life it helped me be occupied on valentine's Day when i was valentine's day when i was you know, <laughs> I had a valentine's dinner with 50 people instead <laughs> so 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 i believe my, my inspiration level has been so much higher and also like when it comes uh setbacks and so like i was I was asked from this media production company to be one of five people to go for an interview to be a host for a TV program in Sweden. And that's like one of my biggest dreams. Like I really like, there's a lot of important and meaningful things to do, but I have like this thing. I would love to work with TV and spread, spread my, my, my words and ideas in a, in a, in a host role. And uh, so I was, I was one of five apps. I was supposed to come for an interview and then I figured out my age. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how or why, because they approached me in the very first beginning. And I said, unfortunately, you're too young, uh, so we will, you will, we will not call you for a for a uh, interview. And I was like, dash, that, I was like, that was a that was a strong setback, uh, even though, even though it's it's not the world. But I was like, that sucked. That Friday e e afternoon at 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 four uh, o'clock, getting that news. Uh, but thanks to living at at K nine, I didn't have to bury myself for two days in my apartment and thinking uh, bad about myself that i will never succeed that the punities will never come i suck i stay in the sofa i, I watch a movie I, I i think like that which i did more before when i lived by myself my, my my downs were much more stronger when i lived by myself uh, that doesn't yeah. mean that i had mental illness in the sense of that i had a personality that was uh, how you say uh, bad but that's for me what mm -hmm. i believe is being a human being because it's been so many people so many friends so many people came for interviews who share the exact same so today i'm confident to uh, to um yeah to admit i believe even though it's always a little bit scary of sharing a bit of yourself but uh, i had i had i had struggles living alone and um i don't have struggles being alone um uh, but I had mm. struggles living alone uh, because these dips were so much, so much harder. Uh, but living at co-living, yeah. I didn't fall so deep. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, I, I've never really lived alone alone. I mean, I lived alone, completely alone for a year. Uh, and I didn't mind it, like I enjoyed it. But now that I know more, now that I've experienced living with others, I realize how how small my life was. Mm. That may that may sound harsh and mean to. I don't mean that. it was for me my personal experience. Mm. I I was spending so much time, like, in front of the TV, spending so much time just like kind of narrowing my opportunities. It feels mm. like uh, because I and I was happy in my ways, but now that I see all the opportunities that comes from living with other people i i realized my god i i'm so glad that only lasted a year because otherwise i would probably not be where i am today uh professionally personally and so yeah it's 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 brought me so much and i love what you said about your downs uh not being as down as when you live alone when i i had the similar experience where i got let go of my job literally overnight on a friday mm -hmm. And I came home to my housemates and I shared that news and it was like, I was so down. Like, I was like, what the fuck is happening? You know? And everyone was so not just kind, but actually helpful. Like, not just like hugging and being like, it'll be fine. No worries. People were actually outraged and people were like helping, like sitting down with me and starting planning things. And this is what you should do. And uh, uh, Michael, who's a lawyer, called me like he doesn't even live in the house anymore. And he called me and I just, yeah, I felt so touched by how much people wanted to help and support. 
And I very quickly over a couple of days realized, well, I lost a job, but I will always have this, you know, these people. I will always have those connections that I've made. And this is so much more important. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, I was down, but definitely not for long because they really showed me that there was more important things. Mm. You were down, but not broken. You had rings to fly. <laughs> thanks for uh, thanks for sharing, yeah. Mo, and I think many people maybe can relate to that as well. When life, as you're describing it, you are not from one hour to another uh, possible to stay at the work you're staying at or to live with a partner you're living with or when the world falls down upon you. Because that's mm-hmm. reality, even though I know both you and me can strive for optimism and, and so, like, life can be tough and the reality out there is, uh, mm, it can be hard, hard. Mm-hmm. And I mm-hmm. and I truly believe that people need to uh, ask for help more. I believe people yeah. want to help. When I do public speaking, I ask my audience, how many here likes to help people? And everyone raises their hand. Besides maybe one motherfucker in the corner, but skip that person. <laughs> almost everyone raises the hand. And then I ask the question, how many here are good at asking for help? And then shoo, the hands go down. And then some people has the hand up. And I said, yeah, look at no, these people true. handing up. Ask them the questions. Because living at in a co-living house, you can still hide all your emotions, of course. Uh, to some to okay. some uh, uh, extent but either people catch up that you're a different vibrant or a different level or you build that trust with other people so you can actually say i lost my job today or my partner or, or my mm-hmm. mama passed away or whatever tough yeah. thing people are go- going through I don't think people shall shall live by themselves, or people can live by themselves. But I think I don't think people shall carry burden by themselves. Yeah, exactly. I think I mean obviously when you have worries and issues, you're worried to you don't want to burden other people. But I don't know. It's just like in the house there was such a an atmosphere of. Um, I don't know. I didn't even question it. You know, I came home and I just shared it because it made sense to to share. It's just I didn't think, oh, I'm gonna bring people down. I just thought this happened to me and these people are family and they, they deserve to know. Um, I didn't expect them to fix things for me. I just thought if I'm gonna share with people, it's gonna be them. Right? Mm. So I don't know. There's a really great sense of trust in there that. Is built somehow. That's beautiful. There are, there are friends. There uh, is family, and then there are friends who become family. Co-living, co-living, co-living. <laughs> so it's, you sound like there is like a commercial break <laughs> for co-living. <laughs> Book now, live free tomorrow. <laughs> And so if we, if we go back to, now let, let's talk a bit more about your personal experience. Like, do you have a one defining moment or, I mean, three years is a long time, but do you have one encounter or one, one thing that happened that really, really impacted you in a positive or in yeah, a negative way? Yeah, but I have both. I have both. So. <laughs> Uh, it depends on yeah. uh, what door, but I think we start with a positive here. Um, when it comes to positive, I have thousands of stories. Those moments of uh, leaving my room and suddenly it's yeah. a beautiful event happening, which I missed out on Slack or on, on our communication channel. Uh, or the moments where I, yeah, all those, for me, it's all those small moments, talking with people, lifting each other uh, effortless, villkorslöst uh, in Swedish, mm-hmm. uh, which is in English uh, unconditional, villkorslöst vänskap, unconditional friendship, that you don't put a condition on your friendship in the meaning that you have to do this become to be a good friend, like you support each other um, unconditionally, 
unconditionally loving uh, each other. Mm. So, so yeah, but one defining, one defining moment. I would say in the beginning. For me, I would say it was in the beginning uh, when when we were like had the opening dinner uh, of K9, the first November. 2016 my ladies and gentlemen we were gathered at first floor uh, there were no kitchens made yet the meditation room was not finished the living room and working space was uh, still under construction and we were sitting at this long table and had sushi dinner and this is described as the historical first sushi dinner so uh so yes yeah, so we, we, we had sushi and 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 uh, some people had speeches and we were like, yeah, let's do this. And we were in the center of Esteban, breaking norms, as breaking norms never done before. So that, that's one defining moment. And also, I also remember walking out on, yeah. on the street and looking up to the sky. And uh, yeah, I have this ritual I've been doing for many years at K9. Uh, is, 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 to, is to look up to the sky and, uh, and thank... Uh, old relatives that don't live anymore but i say like thank grandpa thank grandma thank everyone else thank you for this journey i'm so grateful for this and i remember myself uh, setting all this uh, gratitude and thankfulness off of like yeah that i found a home like this like it was it was uh, yeah even now when i talk about it shit i get a little bit touched like i was like yeah wow how did i how did i end up here so that that was that was a defining moment. I, uh, no, it made me emotional as well because I, I had something a bit similar. Sure. I didn't thank my, my relative, but uh, every time I would cross the, the, the road to get to, to the door of the house, I would look up and see the first floor. And often there were people there or people watching a movie or the lights were on very often. And so I would look up and look at those lights and not look at the windows and always, 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 no matter, you know, what time it was. And even after three years, I would, every time I would come home, I would look up and feel so grateful that this was my home and this is where I was mm-hmm. going to walk into. And a few times there were people mm-hmm. there working and they would wave at me. And that was just like, yeah, it did it. You know, sometimes you take things for granted, but that never, never faded away. That feeling of looking up and thinking, mm. this is where I live. And this is such a wonderful life. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. It is a gift to live to each other, live to each other, I believe. Mm. Even though I live by myself uh, since seven days back. Yeah, definitely. I always tell everyone we're going to do follow-ups to see where ah, people are in like six follow-up. months or a year. No, we, we will see, but I'm thinking temporary now. Uh, we see, but I bought an apartment. So it's like, it's my it's my casa. Uh, it's 100 meters from where I swapped life, by the way, for those who are seeing this episode. So it's kind of kind of kind of nice. So when I enter the street, when I leave my apartment, I was like, there was a ticket to America. <laughs> but, <laughs> but right now I will take this and see, but I'm already, I already... And also my friend, he asked if he could move in because my friend is looking for accommodation now. But right now I said, like, I prefer to stay by myself, but I'm so excited soon to have someone maybe staying with me or if I enter a relationship. And so shout out to all open, caring, loving girls out there. (laughs) I deleted my Tinder, but I'm on Relate, actually. I'm on Relate, one of canine co-livingers oh, uh, applications nice. where you uh, yes. match with people's values that's a great application but uh would you shout out to philip who philip if you're yes. listening you're next Join on philip. my podcast but i deleted tinder <laughs> tinder is gone you can't find me there even though tinder is a great app as well <laughs> so yeah with that said i'm lonely i'm living at technegotan i will be living with myself and uh, if i if i can't handle it i will go back to cool living uh, sooner than expected but i'm a, i'm a firm believer in um, in living together uh, hmm. no but i understand i think we also have phases in life right it's like it's not because you you believe in co-living yeah. that you have to live like this all for the rest of your life forever like it's like you have you have times and periods and things happen and especially this year that has been such mm. a crazy year for everyone i think we all need a bit of time to reflect and process. I believe it as well. But I think it's good for people to try it out. If people are listening in mm. and are curious, 
like 70% of Swedish population, Sweden's population is living by themselves or with one other person. Like Sweden is one of the most extreme countries in the world when it comes to individualism and uh, and and, mm-hmm. and and so so. Um, uh, I think more people uh, uh, who are curious should give it a try. And people who are listening to this uh, podcast is probably yeah. in some way curious. Yeah, How me myself and going? Mo, as uh, you present yourself as. No, but me myself and uh, my well, yeah. to give it some kind of context is that I've been living co-living for three and a half year. I'm still a strong believer in living together. Uh, I believe that if you look at the word alone, by the way, is meaning all one, alone, all one. If you break it up into words and put away one L, like it, the origin of alone. So I believe on the sense of being with other uh, people, but. To come to the concrete part of I'm actually living with by myself now is is that I feel right now for a need of having a lot of space in the sense of processing uh, life. I had a lot of impressions the recent years. I, I happened to swap life with someone in, in, in Texas, for those who knows, know about this, and it was shown a lot on the internet, etc. And uh, um, and uh, it's been so intense. Like, And then I moved to US, and then I got sent home from Corona. And so, so right now, I just want to like, uh, be with myself which is quite interesting as well even though i'm a strong believer of co-living uh, so i see this as an experiment mm-hmm. i would maybe come back to your podcast now in half a year or so and see how was it to live by myself <laughs> and so uh now you're living alone uh been living alone for seven days yes well we'll keep following you and see how long that lasts <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I find it really funny that you're saying that this is your experiment. For a lot of people, the experiment would be <laughs> That's so true, yeah. <laughs> the experiment is living by yourself. Oh my god, I love that. That's so true. <laughs> that is so true. That is actually an experiment for me. Oh my god. Yes. Thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> Uh, I realize, unfortunately, that's already we've already been talking almost an hour, and I try to keep these around an hour just because I don't know how long people can uh, last listening to conversations. I could go on for hours. Uh, But is there anything you would like to share that you think we haven't really taken time to dive into? I would say like this, if it's it's anyone listening who would like to try out co-living, do it, apply. If you don't get accepted to the first co-living, there's more co-livings opening up around the world. So apply, 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 give it a try. Uh, you already have a no without applying. And if there's a no, it only means next opportunity is N-O. Yeah, ladies and gentlemen. Second of all, if it's someone who I've been living with, listening to this podcast, I love you all. Uh, kisses and hugs. Thank you for being part of uh, a part of me, future Stefan, because you're all part of me. And third of all, Shout out to my mama who helped me change school in fourth grade. Or else I maybe wouldn't be here yeah. right now. So, yeah. Where it all started. Yeah. And I've met her and she's wonderful. And she makes the best food. She is. She is wonderful. So, no, that's, oh. that's what I want to wrap it up with. Up. Go for it. Go for it. People don't okay. regret uh... what they did. They only regret what they didn't do. As a last quote I will end with. So, go for it. Go for it. Thank you for, yeah, all the, all the wonderful quotes. <laughs> and the constant support and encouragement and for letting me into K9, really. A home for me is when you can be in silence together with other people and be in the same room. Oh, I love this. Oh, that is so true. Mm. (laughs) I just got really excited about that one because it can be so awkward Mm. to be silent with people. Mm. And it never felt like that, can I? True, I agree. Mm, that's beautiful. Only the times like if you happen to kiss your neighbor, but that's because I always have this rule. Never kiss your neighbor. Never do anything in the house. Go on Tinder instead, or even better, relate. <laughs> I'm going to ask Relate to sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that, that's, a, that's, a great, uh, that's a great answer. I really, really love mm. it. Uh, I'm definitely doing a follow-up with you uh, because I feel like we have still so much to share. Look, so looking forward to coming back to this epic podcast and thank you for all the amazing work you're doing, Mo. I still have a question. Okay, though. okay. <laughs> so I'm not saying goodbye to you. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I have two questions. The last question for you, uh, the, just for you, is 
if you had to pick the the most important I don't know their skills, the soft skills or hard skills, whatever. The, the things that you were looking for when people were applying, what was most important for you? What would you kindness. say? Kindness. Kindness is the language the deaf can hear and the blind can see. You got one extra quote there, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I, I keep like, <laughs> I love it. No, but kindness, kindness. Keep them kindness, coming. Kindness, kindness and good intentions, because if people have that, the rest will follow. The rest will come. That's then it was more criteria, okay. but that that was the main yeah most important yeah great and then i guess it's just my last question that i ask everyone is what makes a home for you mm. i honestly lost count of the amount of awesome quotes that stefan for you if you want to keep up with this professional dreamer you can check out his instagram stefan taylor I'll link it in the description below. To keep up with the humans inside the pods, simply check it again next Wednesday for another talk with a colliver.